I mean, that's what my cats do. <laughs> I'm glad. And that I'm glad the is dogs the sound. What is that, Arizona? <gasps> that's the good ones! That was the sound of an armor. Half and half, iced tea and lemonade. Like. No, no, my... And in the middle of it, you heard Colleen from the internet. Hello, Colleen from the internet. How are you? Long time, no talk. I know. The good news is one of my my ex-client that I still have to deal with is being probably referred to legal, so they're not going to be my problem much longer. Hey. Yeah, you know, I'm more free time. Thank you. I'm so happy. And then, then I will be able to podcast more with people. Yeah. We we are glad to have you back and here with us tonight. It is the evening of Tuesday, August 29th, as we record this, if there are anything in the realm of things that uh, we happen to be talking about. Some of the things we will be talking about are uh, timely, because some stuff happened today. Um, Not so much on this front, but Britt from the internet and Addie from the internet are here, so we have a quorum. Let's ride. I like the video game music. <laughs> so unbelievable. What it really makes that was me adorable. Is like an eight-bit version of Gran Turismo. The movie or the video game. I would take either. I I was thinking the video game, but I wouldn't object to either. Yeah. Especially because they've been, like, marketing that movie everywhere. Based on a true yeah. story. I'm like, alright, I know. <laughs> right, right. We get the picture. Stop sending me so many commercials. Patty, mm. how are you? I'm good. Um... I'm in my quarterly Sims binge, um, and I've been playing a lot of Sims. I keep, like, zoning out and, like, thinking about (laughs) my Sims plotline that I'm unfolding right now. So I'm feeling a little nuts, to be completely honest. (laughs) Addie, I have a very important question. make up your own plotlines for Sims? Yeah. Yes. Oh. Yeah. I never played it. This is again like the D and like the uh, neutral good. It's stu- I didn't. You can do so many things now, Addie. Mods or no mods? You know what a great question. Thank you so much for asking it. <laughs> oh, I'm, for... I'm, I'm so glad. So I didn't grow up playing The Sims. I started playing The Sims last year, and maybe maybe that a little more than a little year better. Ago. And I was I played no mods. No cheats for a long while, for like res- hundreds of hours. I respect. How it. do you cheat in Sims? I oh mean, my god! You literally there's, pull up a little. Truly, there's so many ways. You hit Command Shift C, and a little thing pops up in the corner that you can make anything in the world happen. So, in this quarterly Sims binge, I've been talking to some of my friends who are big Sims fans. And two of them love crazy mods. And I was like, you know what? I've been bored with my Sims. I'm going to do it. And now I'm a fiend. In this one, I've been modding like crazy. I've been cheating like crazy. Oh, once you start, you can't go back. <laughs> is the thing. Like, once, you, once you have like the money chair and shit, like there's oh. no. Yeah. 
I'm having a great time. I assume you also modded Sims. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But this was like when I was really, really into it was when I was in college and uh, desperately trying to disassociate from my life, probably, when I think about it. Um, So this was that was like Sims 2, maybe 3. So like the, the mods were all much clunkier. Like you had to have like an ugly piece of furniture in the corner of your living room that you sat in and it gave you money every day. And like the mods are the mods in Sim 4, Britt, they are slick. <laughs> so I've been told. Uh, yeah, I um will not regale you guys. I'll, I'll, we can talk offline, Britt. I, I <laughs> have been really doing some. I'm unfolding some crazy plot lines in my game right now. Let me just tell you guys. I've got got a foursome couple, one of which is a witch, one of which is a revived ghost, and three of which are women. And they're about to get married, and I'm so alive. (laughs) Spectacular. Spectacular. Are there there non-binary sims? Yes. You can have non-binary sims. You can have dead sims. You can have bisexual sims you can have all of my sims are bisexual and polyamorous by the way (laughs) every single one of them (laughs) i feel like what is the point of not literally what is the point of not um anyway i should stop talking about sims i need to (laughs) we need to move on to another topic please okay uh all right uh i will i will ask you then um does does the phrase porn tips gazardo mean anything to you (laughs) no Uh, I, I can't say off the top of my head. Okay. Uh, I am once again revealing myself as the old one of the group. Uh, that was what you would type in in SimCity. Um, oh, SimCity. Sim City. Oh, yes. Okay. To, yes. To yes. get all the money. Yes. Uh, that was Porn Tips Gazardo. And then yep. after that, you could just type in Ardo whenever you wanted uh I do remember that. Money. Yeah. So, all right. This is uh, this is our Sims and uh, other <laughs> Maxis games, uh, EA games, uh, whatever they are now. Uh, podcast. Um, I'm so confused. <laughs> welcome back, Colleen. Uh, how's how's things in baseball? The sport that you pay more attention to than uh, than I do these days. Well, the Angels wavered their whole team except for Shohei Otani. So that's going to be a really interesting couple weeks of him playing every single position on the field. With one UCL. Um, <laughs> yeah. So that's going to make picky, pitching a little Wait, tricky. Wait, Colleen, can you explain to me? Because I, I saw your text about this and I literally was like, what the fuck is she talking about? And I don't. <laughs> I, I need you to explain. About getting placed on waivers? Yeah, like what happened? Why are they all in waivers? So it's basically like putting a player in the on the in like the free bin in the laundry room of your well, dorm. No, I understand yeah. what so waivers like, are, but why are all of the Angels players on waivers? So you remember? So remember essentially, they, what they did was they got a bunch of people at the trade deadline. Like they got Lucas Giolito, Ronaldo Lopez. They got all of these players and like seven million dollars in contract spend basically 
them putting all of these different players on waivers essentially removes that seven million dollars from their payroll. If somebody claims those play, yeah, if somebody claims those players, so this typically like they changed the rules really recently with the new um, bar- collective bargaining agreement with how the waivers are allowed to work, but essentially like. If you're not in contention anymore, you're trying to drop a bunch of your higher contracts and see if other teams pick them up. Except the Angels were like, some of these guys aren't really making it that much money, but like, sure, we'll take a couple million dollars back. We don't need them anymore. So they just put like wait, so did they just put like a bunch of them? I literally thought that they put like those like everyone on waivers. What are you talking about? Like half a dozen people. (laughs) So, is yeah. that way they more than more, normal? Yeah. Yes. Usually no other like, team like, has more than one or maybe two. Okay. Like the At the, the most is usually like three. Up, though, on uh, the yeah. Yankees put um, Harrison Bader on waivers and just outright released Josh Donaldson. Like they don't like. Oh, so if Harrison Bader doesn't get claimed, he'll play out the season with the Yankees. What the you. Angels are trying to do here is specifically get under the luxury tax threshold because mm. yeah. they're going in at the trade deadline, put them over the yep. luxury tax threshold. So if they Got can it. get rid if they can get rid of these guys, they will lose that. Um but the new tr- the, the new trade deadline rules do make for an interesting strategic thing that I think teams are gonna have to think about in, in the future. Yeah. Um, seeing these guys pop up on waivers now like this, that they're just available for free. You know, that second trade deadline, like that's when Justin Verlander went to the Astros the first time. Right. Like they were just like, right. you know, they were able to get him because he had cleared those trade waivers and yep. they could make a trade for him by September 1st, add him to their roster. So it's the same September well, 1st roster deadline. Like, and that's why it's happening now. Right. Because yeah. if these guys are claimed by Thursday, they will be playoff eligible. Yeah. Fascinating. If they claimed after Thursday, no. They won't be claimed after Thursday. Bottom line. That's, no. when, that's when the waivers expire. Like, it's a 48-hour right. thing. Hmm. Yep. They're claiming you know, after, if they, they claimed after September 1st, they've been traded for. Aha. I just was thinking that I am glad... Wow, maybe I'm just like so Mets pilled. I feel like the Mets made the right decision not to go all in at the trade deadline. And I'm glad to look at it and have had the team be like, we were realistic rather than go all in and have it all fall apart. Well, that's because it all fell apart in May. Well, yeah, that's 100% fair. Yeah. That's yeah, 100% I, I think, fair. I think that's the thing. There, there's the There's a difference between – hey, we're maybe kind of on the fringes, but this is salvageable or like yeah. we, there's clearly one or two holes we need to shore up and like then it's going to make all the difference in the world. And like those yeah. are the cases where suck it up and spend the money. Like you've, you've got to take that shot. But I feel like every year there's a team or two that you're like, oh, sweetie. Mm, no, mm-hmm. you thought this was going to work? Mm, no. And then and you're in this situation. The Mets yeah. would have been that team if they had gone in. Yeah. 
Right. Yeah. Right. Realistically, that could have been that. You could have energetically seen them doing it too. Like I felt like there was a moment where I was like, maybe they're just gonna be insane, and it wouldn't feel that surprising. You know why I'm not surprised that they did what they did, and that is because the Wilpons are not in charge anymore. So going all in at the trade deadline, huge Jeff Wilpon shit. They did that all the time when the Mets sucked and there was like no hope. But I think Steve Cohen as an owner is a lot smarter than that. And he's like, listen, the team crapped out in May, right? We don't want to spend all of this money at the trade deadline to maybe get a wild card if we're lucky and everybody else like, falls off the face of the earth. No, so, I don't 100%. I think that's absolutely right. I don't totally I, agree with with that assessment of the Wilpons because I think that it gives them too much credit. Like, their move <laughs> would have been to do, like, really, like, the kind of shit that the Angels did. Like, they did take the big swing once with, with yep. Cespedes. Um, and it worked out. But, and like, 2015, 2015 was notable because it was the time that they actually did the right thing right. and it worked out. The rest of the time, they were they were crapping themselves and like you know trading decent prospects for shitty middle relievers. Yeah, like that, that was the thing to do. Um, but I think that you know we knew that this team was fl- like the vibes were wrong from the yeah. moment Edwin Diaz yep. blew out his knee. Yep. Yep. And yep. there was never, like, you could go back to, you know, the whole Carlos Correa thing and, and never really reconciling that with, oh, yeah, we wanted to do something else at third base, but ah, uh, we'll be fine with Escobar and Beatty. And then, yeah. you know, you had a good bullpen, but it was a setup core. They built a great setup core. And then they had to ask David Robertson to be their closer. And he was okay enough at that. Now, now, okay. But you also push Adam Ottavino into more and more. And, like, everybody... (laughs) they definitely were not... They definitely were not putting their middle relievers in positions where they would be successful as middle relievers. I'm just going to start by saying that I would walk into traffic for either of those lovely Oh, I fucking love Mm -hmm. Adam Ottavino. But uh, they were were set up to fail. Right. Realistically, David Robertson is a thousand years old in baseball years, and he is come yeah. still not that long off of a really significant injury. So, yeah, I mean, they I remember looking at watching games and looking at boxers earlier in the season going, his arm's going to fall off. Like, you can't. Yeah. Yes. He like, was this just is out insane. There. Yeah. And so he's and ridiculous. He he'll he'll do it like he's not. Relievers yeah. are crazy, so especially him. Like he's not going to tell you no, right? And, and he, he, know, he probably Sox. knows he's only got a year or two left in his career. So, like, yeah, of course he's going to go for it. But right, and he's on the White Sox from his closer. But it means that you're not going to have David Robertson setup man, right? Right. He I was mean, the closer it, for the White Sox from 2015 to 2017, and they yeah. rode him like his arm was going to fall off. And that was like nine years into his career. And I was like, oh my God, his arm, like the way that right. they were managing it, their bullpen at the time. I'm like, his, and at that point, his arm didn't fall off. 
Yeah. And at that point, he had not had any arm issues at all in his career. He yeah. had only spent significant time on the, on the IL like once. And it was when he fell down the stairs carrying some boxes for his pregnant wife. Um, yep. So like that and that so that was sort of like the ideal scenario. Like if you've got to really push a reliever that hard, like that's probably your lowest risk time to do it. And yeah, it was yep. still like, mm, I don't know how I feel about this. Yeah, I mean, well, and I feel like we can just blame the White Sox in general because, like, they can't manage a bullpen out of a paper bag. <laughs> and it's just, that's just an org-wide problem that they've had for at least 13 years. At least. And that's generous. Well, I totally agree with all of with all of this. And I also think, like, Jesse, you're you're pinning it so right. We were literally on this podcast when Edwin Diaz hurt his knee, mm-hmm. and we were. I just remember being like, "Yeah, it's over. Like it's over. Like I somehow knew it in that moment. It was over. The vibes yep. were broken." And I think your diagnosis of the bullpen makes a lot of sense. And then there was also just sort of this like fundamental. There was this like thing I remember trying to write about for our Substack. Um, maybe two and a half months into the season about, like, not understanding what the Mets vibe was. Like, the team was still trying to figure out, like, what this year is. And I think in hindsight, it really feels to me like that's how this – like, that's been the vibe of this Mets season is, like, what the hell is this vibe? Like – Yeah. <laughs> it, it just, like – it feels like there's – it's just been so, like – off. The vibe is off. That's the vibe, is that the vibe is <laughs> off. And you can feel it like yeah. Justin Verlander, as I also said on this podcast, I said my prediction was Justin Verlander was going to do absolutely nothing for this team this year. And, and I would like to I point feel out like that, that panned out. He I would brought like to point in out that when I said that he really sucked, everybody laughed at me. So I appreciate that. <laughs> he brought in two really good prospects. Yeah, I'll take that, you know? Yeah, I would like to point out that when I said I didn't like him, everybody laughed at me. And I, I didn't laugh at you. I asked yeah, I think Eddie was the one. Backstory. I would not have laughed at you, Colleen. I would not I, have laughed at you. I have never but liked see, him, so I I think I might have laughed that it was funny that you don't like him. Um. Well, and also, like, I've watched him, like, through his career. Like, he was in the AL Central for fucking ever because he was on the Tigers. Mm-hmm. I knew Justin Verlander of 2023 was not gonna go well and like every time he pitched i'm like wow i'm so glad we spent all this money on this old fucking guy who's not that good anymore like there's really Did, there's nobody else really we really like, just that is a mets move that that has been consistent yeah. across ownership like yeah. the mets love uh old ass <laughs> just previously used to be an ace <laughs> Yep. Did you guys read um, Winning Fixes Winning Fixes Everything? I have not read it because I think it no. will make me have a fucking stroke. Um, yeah, I think it will make me so incandescently angry. You guys should all yeah. read it. It's really, it's really good. I thought it was really well done. And there's this incredible section in that book where he talks about how the Astros reinvention of Justin Verlander was literally just them giving Justin Verlander sticky stuff. Yep. And that was the reinvention. <laughs> like, like it's like just pages and pages of 
so much backed up reporting about, okay. about okay. that. Can I just fucking say that when he magically reinvented himself when he went to Houston, I was immediately like, Mm-mm, no. There, well, right. and it's there's and some hinky shit because, happening like, here. It was funny because, like, watching never... the, the Sox broadcast, they were like, oh, Justin Verlander, you know, they have great pitching coaches in Houston, and he really reinvented himself. I'm like, nah, he's cheating. That motherfucker's doing something. It's not he pitching. He It's like, not the pitching you're, coaches. Right. You're a thousand years old in baseball years, and you're coming off an injury, and you miraculously get this much better. No, that's not how that works. I, I mean, it's also. They think baseball fans are stupid. Is what it is. <laughs> but they know. They don't think. They know. Because the <laughs> the fact is that baseball let the Astros get away with it. Mm-hmm. There was never any significant penalty for cheating. And they that being the case, trash why would you stop cheating? Right. And this is the thing that... You know, I played the Vroom Vroom theme earlier. Like, if they're not going to do anything to you... Why would you ever stop? <laughs> well, and this is why yep. it makes me so angry when people, like a year, people have stopped saying this finally, but like, I don't know, probably a year ago when people were like, you've got to get over it. Stop booing the Astros. I was like, no, fuck no, you. No, I will never stop booing the Astros. We've got to get over Rob it. Bob Manfred's bitch ass specifically said, oh, well, we think that the worst punishment will be that they'll be like, you know, shamed and, and socially <laughs> shunned and whatever. And I'm like, cool. So I'm going to make sure that happens. For the rest of my or their natural lives at this point. That might that might have been one of my favorite parts about um the blackout game for the White Sox in 2021 was that every Astros player got booed in Sox Park. Every time someone went up to bat, immediately boos rained down and a whole lot of fuck Altuve chants because fuck no, that. They it. should have to live with that. They should have yep. to live with that. Look, if my mom could hold a grudge for for the last 40 years of her life against the Kansas City Royals because George Brett had too much pine tar on his <laughs> bat once. I mean, I don't need a good reason to hold a grudge against the Kansas City yeah, Royals, but that is a good one. But, yeah, I mean, like, they could lose 100 games and she'd be thrilled. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing. You can you know, frequently game. lose a hundred games. Did you guys see um, in June that Manfred said he regrets giving the Astros players immunity? Yes. Oh, I'm, like, oh good. I'm, I, I'm real sad for you, Rob. It's literally, <laughs> Brett, you're going to love this quote. I'm not sure I would have approached it with giving players immunity once we gave the players immunity, it puts you in a box as to what exactly you were going to do in terms of punishment. I might have gone about the investigative process without that grant of immunity and see where it takes us, starting with, I'm not going to punish anybody, maybe not my best decision ever. No, <laughs> my asshole, Get man. Shit Get out of here. Oh, my God. Oh. I'm sorry. Look. Eat my entire I... asshole, Manfred. You fucking first of, Right. First of fucking all. Um, Aaron Judge should have won MVP that year. Jose Altuve can eat <laughs> shit and go back to fucking Oompa land where you he know belongs. What? I yeah. agree with that. Like, fuck off. Yeah. Second of all, the thing that I have most aggressively burned in my memory that I will take to my grave is that after David Robertson blew 
a save in Houston, like the whole the whole shebang on the line. He was sitting, he was in post game, like in the clubhouse talking, and he was like, "I just don't know what happened. I felt fine. I felt like I was mm-hmm. making good pitches. I don't know what happened." And it's like, well, we know what fucking happened, you pieces of shit. (laughs) Like, is Aroldis Chapman on the fucking Rangers? Yes, yes, yes. How did I not know that? Also, speaking of booing people. Uh, Did you? Speaking of booing people. We 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 talked about the Rangers, though. We we left somebody out of our waivers chat. Uh, The White Sox had their season highlight today. Oh, they did. They did. Finally, something good happened. <laughs> like, the season really... low will be in two days when nobody claims his ass, but yeah. Hey. I mean, I just, uh, I'm so happy that he's on waivers. And like, just the one shining moment for the team this season. The rest of the season, complete fucking dumpster fire and now jerry is back on his like well we might just move the team now we might move to nashville like you're not getting a new stadium shut the fuck up that only worked in the 90s you fucking uh, business ghoul (sighs) or the concealed carry laws in nashville (laughs) they have open carry in nashville okay so I was talking right, with so, I was talking yeah. with Janice and Keelan and Crystal about this. We have like a huge conspiracy theory because one, the CPD is like, well, we're investigating if the bullets came from outside the stadium. First of all, absolutely fucking not. I've been, <laughs> I've sat in every corner of that stadium. Physics be involved in this hypothetical scenario. What kind of magic bullets do they have? Outside the stadium. So they did at some point come from outside the stadium. They they didn't spawn inside the stadium like a video game, but like. We're not talking about fucking gremlins here, all right? Two. I think if there was a gun, and also, by the way, I have to put all my shit in a plastic bag and someone can get a gun in the goddamn stadium. Like, come on. Yeah. Okay, seriously, the Phillies security ruined our day uh, when we went to the game. With the bag? Because, yeah, they they made, my wife had a perfectly within the rules tote bag, um, you know, single compartment tote bag. And Mm -hmm. we tried to walk in and and the person was like, no, you can't bring that in. And we were like, what? And she's like, no, you got to go check it at the thing. So then like, we tried to walk around to another um, security desk and, yeah. you know, go through and, and the guy, like the supervisor saw us and he's like, that bag's not getting in. So we went to go check it. Did they it. not have the stand? Like there's they a, sure like, did, a cutout. But they, they did nothing about it. Um, and like after the game, you see what a scam it is when like women are lined up at the bag check truck and so many of them. And my wife even asked them, like, was this, you know, did they tell you you couldn't take that in? And it was like, you know, this little mini, like a camera bag almost. Yeah. Like, ridiculous. It's a fucking joke. Shit. Because right. the, um, the six by nine or whatever size that most places give you. It's like, yeah. 
That's not even I've been, I've been having like, having my troubles all year with the Liberty security. And, and last night I went to the game and I see the guy who's like coordinating security is wearing a fucking Philadelphia Phillies polo. So, <laughs> oh, no. Aha. Uh-huh. Oh, God. Speaking of conspiracies. It's all it's all such bullshit, though. And it's it so like that's that's the thing about this shooting that while ridiculous is that like. They have all the security theater. Well, and all the security walls. guards. So the security guards at Saks Park are retired cops or retired like state troopers. You know, like they're not like just Joe Schmo off the street being a security guard, like I was at Bears games as a security right. guard. Right. Which is like you talk security. Most stadiums are. It's like you know. I was a sixteen-year-old high school student trying to make sure fat drunk guys didn't run on the field. Like, come on. But so at Saks Park, like the legit security people, not like the usher kids, they're retired cops, either CPD, Illinois State troopers, whatever. Two, the reaction to when it supposedly happened, like I've heard gunshots. That stadium is not loud enough to cover that up. So if a gun went off accidentally and by the way, everyone's all fucking calm. And they're like, oh, this is when the gun went off and the, you see people moving. If I'm sitting somewhere, like, right. and I hear a gun go off, I'm losing my shit. Like, my yeah, husband and I went That's not yeah. my reaction. Yeah. yeah. My yeah. husband, David and I went very to. very weird. It's very sketchy. David and I went to the stockyards at, um, when we were in Dallas, we went over to the stockyards and they, you know, they have like a bunch of shops and stuff. And they had like a dude dressed up as John Wayne doing like a little bit. And like, there's a big crowd around him and stuff. And I'm not really paying attention. I'm just kind of like, and I'm, you know, just talking to someone. They're like, oh, you know, where are you from? I'm from Chicago. My husband and I are just visiting. And I hear a gun go off and immediately hit the deck. It was the guy dressed yeah. up as John Wayne, and it wasn't a real gun. It was like a prop gun shot, and he fired it through a skylight. And the lady's like, oh, I thought you were from Chicago. I'm like, yeah, that's what you do when you hear a gun go off. Like, I'm not sitting right. there fucking chilling watching a baseball game. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. immediately no, you're from Chicago. Yeah, that's... Yeah, that didn't prove The whole it. thing is just so weird and It's confusing. very sketchy. It's very <laughs> sketchy. Is the idea there that because Chicago is so riddled with gun violence yep. that you will just keep walking, just stand there and get shot? Yes, apparently. Because people from Chicago are stupid. <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea what the thought process there was. It was Texas. None of them seemed to care that a gun went off. I mean, they all probably were following the gimmick. <laughs> That's not the point. The point is, a prop gun went off. It sounded like a real gunshot, and I hit the deck. Right. I'm doing the same thing at a baseball game, too. Like, it just... Right. I'm not it's sitting so calmly if that happens. Like, I just, No, my ass is running onto the field. <laughs> like, right, you're whatever. You're pole right. vault onto the field. Like, I'm not... Right. I'm just getting the fuck out of there. So, I don't know. The whole thing is super sketchy. It's... Yeah, it's just very, very strange. It It's just a strange thing on a long list of strange things for the White Sox this year. So I suppose it's yep. fitting in that regard. 
I'm like, like when it came out and, you know, CPD's like, we still don't have someone in custody. I'm like, this, this tracks as being a weird fucking thing that happened to the White Sox. Because there's also like 175 cops in the neighborhood at any given time. Like, well, I would, I, mean, I would be out walking cops, the dog. So they and, are like, completely worthless. What, what do you expect them to do? Find somebody who did something? I can't and wait for them to decide that they need to have some other ridiculous security theater to get in yeah. and out of the stadium now, rather than yeah. the logical conclusion that, which is all of the shit that they've been doing doesn't actually make a difference. Right. <laughs> and well, is in fact like, just annoying and costs people a shit ton of money. It's the worst security, like White Sox security is the worst security theater. Like it's a pain in the fucking ass to get into that ballpark. Like the lines are ridiculous. Security takes forever. My sister, we brought my baby niece, who like my sister still needed a diaper bag, and like the bag rules are like, oh, you can still bring a diaper bag. She right, as long as you're with a kid. Yeah, she's carrying a baby. They made her unpack the entire bag oh to throw out her aerosol sunscreen, and I was like, this is a fucking joke. She's holding a, I mean, and then like, I was I'm sorry, her, you can't, like, unpacking this. You can't bring sunscreen into a baseball game. Apparently you can't bring the aerosol sunscreen. I'm like, well, that's bullshit because I've definitely done that before. That's crazy. <laughs> I, I have to say. Fucking Justin Verlander has got a can of it right in his locker. Come on. <laughs> that's what uh, he's mixing with pine tar. Right. Oh, he's reinventing himself. <laughs> right. Sunscreen and, and rosin. We know the we know the deal. Uh, I will say credit where it's due. Somehow, Knockwood, the Giants were like the only sports franchise I have encountered that does not yet have completely draconian bag rules. Um, yeah. The, by and the way, the bag rules were started by the NFL. Fucking, that, yeah. You know. Yeah. But and it's and it's delightful. I have no problems getting in and out of games. It's you know you still go through bag check and metal detectors and whatever, but it's very easy. And I can actually like bring a purse like a normal fucking human. You can at Wrigley too. Like oh Wrigley really? Field. Yeah. So like and I go when the Mets are in town, which I have to tell my booing Mets story today. Um, and I, you know, y'all know, I always bring my mom, we go to the, when the Mets are in town. Um, and I went earlier this year with Janice, we went when they played the Dodgers and people were bringing in like regular size bags and, you know, and you still go through the security detectors and everything. Right. But like, if you go off, like if, when you go through, if it goes off, they like wand you down and. Right. Like it's it's really easy to like for where that stadium is located, being in the middle of a fucking neighborhood, it's was really easy to get in. And like meanwhile, Sox Park, which is not it's on like the outskirts of the neighborhood, it takes forever to get into that ballpark. It's insane. Yeah, I I have a harder time getting in and out of the Giants minor league stadiums than I than I I do going. Going to an actual oh, Giants game. Actual I have a hard time getting so it out great. of my work building. <laughs> and I was right. getting into Wrigley. <laughs> oh, yeah. Once you are in the ballpark, um, you might see. I, and I want to. I want to come back to um, 
I, I've lost. I, I had a segue lined up and then I've lost it. So uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm lost in the show notes doc that I had here that uh, has this picture of um, various mascots. And, and speaking of the Mets vibes, it was way back when, you know, talking about the Mets vibes being off. This is something that uh, they had a, a mascot race last night. Um, and it happened that Otto the Orange, uh, Bully the Bulldog from Syracuse and Mississippi State showed up. Um, and Albert and Alberta, the Gators from the University of Florida. This was for college night for the Mets. Why just those four mascots? I don't know. <laughs> I was just going to say, how is this the collection? Like, I like I, the, I, they have the Syracuse I, Orange and everybody else yeah. from the South. That's Are so there no random. Like in college mascots is, in New York? Is there There's a Mississippi so State alum on the team? Okay, so they got. Okay, I mean, well, that sort of, that yeah. sort of makes sense, at least. What about Florida? Sense. Well, Pete Alonzo. Pete Alonzo. Yeah. And, no, and no, noted former Gator Pete Alonzo. Because Volga oh, had a picture taken with, yes. with Albert in Alberta. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, okay. This, so, this is all but, weird enough, and there's a picture of the six of them. You know, the four college ones and Mister and Mrs. Met, and the vibes of that picture are incredibly weird. But yep, they are weird. I found this later today. I didn't get into the show notes um, in time. The Mets tweeted this, and I guess it was something that happened uh, during the game. Um, I will find the video and let you watch. Uh, the Great Queen's mascot race. Uh, wait, why are these? With the four mascots? The Great Queen's yeah. mascot race with four mascots? It was the Great Queen's mascot race, and it was uh, the two Gators, uh, Otto the Orange and Mr. Matt, and I can't, I'm not logged into Twitter on my laptop, so I will find this um, <laughs> later. But they introduced Al- Albert and Alberta and said, Albert and Alberta from, from the University of Florida, uh, they are not related and they are not dating. What? What? Why did this need to be announced? I mean, first I of all, I don't think that needs questions. to be... First of all, yeah, it does not need to be announced. Second of all, I'm not sure I agree with that, uh, that lore. With that assessment? No, I don't. I don't think I do. I don't accept that in the mascot extended universe. Yeah, no, I I disagree. I disagree. So do you think they're related or are they dating? I mean, I I would accept either. I'm going to say related because they do look alike. All right, fans, it's now time for the Great Queen's mascot race. Oh, Jesus. Please welcome Albert and Alberta. Gators from the University of Florida. They are not related. They are not dating. <laughs> it's very Assistant weird. Otto the Orange from Syracuse. That guy's having the time of his I life. I can do that too. And last but not least, Mr. Met from Flushing. Mrs. Well, Met wasn't invited to race. Mrs. Met and Bully the Bulldog from Mississippi State. All right, on your marks. Mrs. Get Met, not set, part of the race uh, as a racer. Neither is the dog. Mr. Met's trying not... The guy playing Mr. Met is trying to not so smoke them all, by the way. <laughs> right. Down goes Orange. Down goes Albert and Alberta. And it's 
I will say, I feel like Mr. Matt has an advantage in that he just has legs. Yeah, he has actual legs and the rest of them are just... Okay, he did push literally all of them down, though. He did. Right, he did. I'm questioning Mr. Matt. Albert was very clearly taking a dive because he was (laughs) nowhere near the auto shove or even if Otto clipped Alberta and somehow brought her down, um, it was obvious enough of a dive that my kids called it out when when they saw that. So, hey, look. Like, so they met the win on purpose. It's only only a dive if the refs call it. Somebody yeah. once told me. So, like we all know that the Brewers do the sausage race, mm-hmm. and I. I always assumed that, like, the winner was predetermined. You know, like, with the match yeah. Mr. Matt win. No. I assumed the winner is predetermined. No, no, it is not. A friend of mine... Oh, that's, like, a legit, legit the, race. It's, like, a legit race. And, like, oh, yeah. a friend of mine that was one it, of those hostages. That makes it so much more compelling. Awesome? Yeah, well, and apparently you never want to be the chorizo or... <laughs> the Italian guy, because of how the costumes are set up, there's a lot of like wind resistance with the hats. Oh, the hat. Yeah, the, the hat. Yeah, like, yeah. no, I can see how the hats would be a problem. Yeah, yeah, that is so funny. Oh my god, I was well, and, and really I really know that. And yeah, no, knowing <laughs> that it is like a, no. a legit competition, I'm I'm so much more invested in the outcome now. <laughs> I know. I was like, oh, it's like it's predetermined, whatever. You know, right. it's not like when the little kids like when little kids are racing or anything. Fun, that's fine. Yeah, I mean it's sausages racing. Like so now right. that makes me reevaluate all other mascot type races. Like the one that they do at the nationals with all the presidents. Is it like a real competition or are they letting someone win every no, that's, that's been fixed for years. They they had a whole thing because like Teddy never won. So like that was totally rigged. Uh, the Nats are a bullshit organization anyway. <laughs> and uh Addy, that was yeah. that leads us to something that you wanted to get. Okay, into. thank you. Well, I, have that's. <laughs> I have a couple things to say. The first is the president's races are so rigged. They're like unbelievably rigged. I think it was George Washington when I went to a game uh, like a month and a half ago. George Washington had won like 25 races in a row or something. Like it was like a real – it was like really – it was very frustrating and I was upset by that. Second of all, I actually meant to bring this up earlier when we were talking about booing. So I'm glad that we're we're looping back, which is that – okay, so yesterday – or maybe it was two days ago now at this point. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. Time is a flat circle. I think it was yesterday. Um, Max Scherzer returned to City Field as a Ranger. And they put a like a tribute video to him yeah. up on the big screen. So let's just start with the question. Let's say each of you is at the game. Would you boo the Max Scherzer tribute video <laughs> i never boo max scherzer first of all i love him too much <laughs> i also feel like booing a tribute video is a little yeah that's a little gross a little little much little much yeah i mean I well, would... no, and i i really don't have room to talk as a chicago person because like when the blackhawks owner bill wartz died at the game they did a moment of silence for him and everybody booed because <gasps> everybody no, that's hated. different 
that's different like this is the one time you boo a tribute video or a moment of silence is if it's fucking bill words if it's max scherzer you don't boo max scherzer he's the best come on it's gross to boo a tribute video so, yeah the, well the jesse what were you gonna say yeah i i think you booing the tribute video for somebody who is not a complete asshole is wrong. Yeah. Like you can't boo the tribute video. Um, I guess you can, but I I wouldn't. Um, it's in poor taste. I will absolutely boo Max Scherzer if I am at a game that he is pitching against the Mets. Uh, but right, I think that's a yeah. I think that's a totally fair. He's he's a mercenary. That's part of the deal. He came to New York as a mercenary. He left New York as a mercenary. I enjoyed him very much when he was here. But when that guy is not on your team, you boo his ass. Well, I... uh, Okay, so I agree. I would not boo the tribute video. And, of course, people booed the tribute video. And... Of course, people were, like, really mad about it. Like, there were all these tweets that were like, well, it was inevitable that Max Scherzer was going to get booed, but here we are, whatever. And I was kind of like, yeah, like, I I personally – I really love Max Scherzer. I loved Max Scherzer when he was a Nat, and I hate the Nats. Like, yeah. I would not personally boo him. And then I literally don't even remember who it was from. I glanced at Twitter. I don't even know if it was someone I followed. But I saw a tweet that said, um, DC would never boo Max Scherzer. Go fuck yourself, Queens. First of all, I don't think I believe that DC wouldn't boo Max Scherzer. Okay, well, first of all, DC wouldn't. I don't think they care DC. DC would not that exactly. DC would not boo Max Scherzer because they're there's they have no personality. The D, DC fans have nothing in them. They have no attitude. They have no spirit. They have no energy. They have no vibe, and they would they never didn't bring boo it. Donald Trump. So they need to just shush. They need to just like they really just need to like they need to not talk. But it also made me angry because it was like, yeah, of course, because Max Scherzer won a fucking World Series for you. Like, what are you right. talking about? Like, these are completely different situations. And while I and, and it, like, I, it made me so angry that I was just like, actually, I'm pro. Like, you're allowed to boo whoever you want, like right. whatever you want. Like, I think that being a professional athlete seems like a pretty hard job. And I think that it seems, like, pretty difficult to, like, be in the public eye and put your body on the line. But these people, Max Scherzer, Max Scherzer makes, like, $40 million a year. And he's yeah, Max, Max Scherzer. Max Scherzer doesn't care that he got booed. <laughs> he's Max Scherzer. Like, he's a psychopath. He doesn't care. Like, I I just, yeah. like, anyway, this is sort of the point that we're at in the Mets season, that it's, like, the vibe is – moralizing booing you know (laughs) well it's either that or like deal with talk radio gas bags who are like pete alonso is not a real leader because he didn't charge the mound like fuck off nobody charged the mound nobody does that anymore because talk radio gas bags are talk radio gas bags and still like for as much as you want to try to ignore them yeah um they still drive coverage because editors of publications listen 
to talk radio because they don't know what else to do with themselves. And that's how the the fucking circle of jerks perpetuates itself. um, By just continuously chasing its own tail of dumbass narrative bullshit. I love sports media. I will say this about booing. And I will say this as someone who very much has a foot in both camps because... The Giants fans and Yankees fans really could not be more different in this regard. Um, the the analogy that my best friend has used about Giants fans is that they're just like a very we're like a very excited puppy all the time. So somebody somebody shows up and we're like, oh my god, you're home! Oh my god, I missed you. <laughs> about like basically everyone, like like even yeah. Barry Zito never really got booed, like pre-World Series moments. Of all of the people who of, probably should have gotten booed. Of all of the people who probably rightfully deserve it. Even Barry Zeno didn't get booed. Like, people talk shit about him. But the vibe was very much more like, I'm not mad, I'm just disappointed. Like, it was lots of yeah. just, like, heavy sighs, not really booing. And that's very much so, the vibe. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he got there eventually, so, like, whatever. Um, we're, you know, Yankees fans would boo their grandmother if they showed up That's on the wrong Cubs day fans or are. Cubs fans will boo anybody. Right. And like, but- it's very <laughs> much imprinted in my psyche that like, I don't know, they don't really all still do this, but like, it was a big thing for a while in like the 90s and early 2000s. Like any player that got traded away and then came back to Wrigley, they would boo that player every time they were like up to bat or their name was announced or something. And I'm like, what the fuck do you care? You know, like right. they got traded. Who fucking cares? Well, and so that's that was very not hockey. Du- well, you bring up the words. It's a very hockey dumbass mindset. It is a very cause, yeah. Because even Yankees fans, like, if it's a dude who left on good terms, like they're pro- kind of whatever. Like people yeah. don't generally hold I a grudge. Really, like if he was I shitty, guess. then yeah, he might get booed. But if it's just like you know, if it's just somebody who got traded or left in free agency or whatever, it's like fine. Yeah. But I have specific people that I will always boo. And Josh Donaldson is one of them. Some some people he got wavered. But I but I do think that the thing I've realized though over now uh, a decade plus of exposure to Yankees fans is that the booing just is what it is. And like Mm -hmm. at a certain point you need to it's it's not my vibe. I would not personally do it. I am too much of a soft California little bitch to really want to go there unless you're AJ Pruszynski, basically. Um, <laughs> Giants fans will cheer anybody except, except him. There, there are two former Giants who I feel very confident would get booed if they set foot on the in San Francisco, like on the field again, and it's AJ Pruszynski and Aubrey Huff. <laughs> Aubrey Huff deserves to be chucked into the bay. Yeah, well, yeah. And he's, right. I mean, he's also never invited to anything ever again, so it's not really a. Well, yeah, because it turns out he's a lunatic. Turns um, out he's a lunatic, and he started talking shit about people who actually are employed by the team currently. So, yep, touchy. That was, that was the end of that. But the only people who like AJ Pruszynski, I think, are Sox fans, and I'm not ashamed to admit that I'm one of those Sox fans. He's just like that. We all have you know, I mean, look, I, I love Madison Bumgarner and I fully accept. Oh, Lord. 
I fully accept why everyone else doesn't, and that's fine. Uh, doesn't doesn't change my feelings for that man, and that's the reality of sports, I guess. Yeah. Well, let's let's get out of here with uh, with a game, and we can play. I I have three regions that I can pick from for this game, uh, and I think that we will go with with Madison Bumgarner's part of the country here. Uh, this game is 1923 versus 2023, uh, and we will be playing tonight the South Atlantic League. And the way that this game works is I will uh, give you guys a team name, and you tell me if that is a team from the 1923 South Atlantic League or the 2023 oh my God. South Atlantic League. You ready? All right, first one. <clears throat> the Greensboro Grasshoppers. Oh, that's current. That's current, yeah. I trust them. That is correct. Uh, fan- fantastic park and an excellent uh, Thirsty Thursday, by the way. Also affiliated with the Pittsburgh Pirates. Oh, I forgot. The- See, those- they, were, they were a Nat. When I lived in Greensboro, they were a Nats affiliate. So I actually saw Bryce Harper. As a yeah. like seventeen year old or whatever, because that was who they were with then. That they was also... were part of the whole like reshuffle. Yeah, I mean that that was ten years ago, so lots of yeah, lots has changed since. All right, next next, uh, next one is the Macon Peaches. That is that's a twenty three retro one. Yeah, yeah, I was also going to say retro. Yeah. Yeah, 1923. 1923, making peaches. Uh, all right. Next, we've got the Spartanburg Spartans. <laughs> that's 1923. <laughs> that's not, yeah, that's 1923. Spart- oh, God, that's so funny. Are you sure that's even a team at all? I feel like you made that up. That is a 1923-ass name if there ever was yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, three for three. Was that the Yankees affiliate? Since they're so shitty at naming things. I'm not sure what the affiliation status was of of this league at the time. Affiliations were (laughs) loose at best until... uh, Yeah, it wasn't wasn't really a well-organized thing then. No. How about the the Hickory Crawdads? Oh, those are still... They're still around. Yeah, that's the Rangers one, is the Hickory Crawdads. Yeah, they're around. Cute. Still around. (laughs) You guys are, this game might be too easy. You guys are four for four. Britt and I know our shit. Yeah. Yeah, I have no idea. I'm literally guessing based on vibes and what they say. (laughs) How about the Greenville Spinners? The Greenville Spinners. They are not around anymore. That's the 1923 one. But there is a team in Greenville. Yeah. There's the Greenville Drive, which is, I'm assuming, the better name. The Greenville. The Greenville. Bonus points. Is very you have identified both the 1923 and 2023 Greenville hey! teams. You're six for six. Wow. Uh, we've also got the Winston Salem Dash. Oh, that's yeah. That's current. That is the that's, White Sox. Of course, they got it. Of course, it is. That's. It is. That's also really too easy, I think, because it is a. Uh, a name that doesn't have an S. 
Oh, yeah, that does sort of give away the the time period, I guess, doesn't it? All right, we've also got the Charleston Pals. That is 1923, yeah. Yep, that's adorable. We should have a team called the Pals. I feel like not enough teams lean into the best funny names that non-professional teams have. Like Cleveland Guardians, Cleveland really shit the bed with that name. Right. It's not, I mean, it's, it's fine, but it's not that interesting. Yeah. It's not like Cleveland River Fire. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> you guys want to try this again with the, uh, the, I've, I've got two other leagues here. I've got the Eastern League and the Texas League if you want to go for the, uh, go for the sweep here. Sure. Yeah. Give it a shot. All right. Do we have and to, then I have to go to bed. <laughs> yeah. I, I will mix these up. We will, uh, we will go until, I don't know. Uh, well, 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 let's try this one. The Bridgeport Americans. 20, Eastern Leagues. <laughs> that is 1923. Oh, wait. Uh, Are we still guessing South Atlantic League? I thought we were doing the other two. Oh, yeah. No, this is the Eastern League. Oh. Eastern League. Not... Oh, Eastern, Eastern League, League 1923 are uh... current teams. Got it. Yes. yes Sorry. Yes. I'm following. Harrisburg Senators. Harrisburg what? Senators. Honestly, I, I my instinct was retro. Yeah. I guess he's hesitating. I think that's still what they are. That, no, wait. I think... Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. I think the Harrisburg Senators are current, and I think they are the Nationals. Because the Nationals were previously the... Washington Senators Washington about Senators. 75 different times. Yeah. yeah. So that makes yeah. the, the New Hampshire Fisher Cats. That's that current. is a current one. They're a Blue Jays affiliate. They sure yes. are. I do the have a hat of theirs because Senators. I love the name. The what? The Albany Senators. There can't possibly be two. No, no yeah, that's a that's previous. That's old. Okay. 1923. Uh, staying, staying perfect there. Uh, the Pittsfield Hillies. That has <laughs> to be 1923. I love the name, though. Yes. Really good. Oh, my God. That's, that's good. good. Up in the Berkshires. Uh, the Somerset Patriots. They're, that is current. the Yankees affiliate. Yeah, that's the current. Yankees double affiliate. Yep. I definitely uh, made fun of that name in an article where I called the Yankees boring. Okay. Because that was I made fun of all of the Yankees affiliate team names because they're either Yankees or Patriots, and I'm like, you guys are fucking losers. Uh, their their Triple uh, A team is not their Triple A team is the Rail Riders. That is because of the reorg. Which is a fucking mouthful for Scranton Wilkes Bear. Yeah, no, it's too much. Yep. It's too much. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've also got the New Haven Profs. New Haven Bronx? That's not real. That's the 19- like professors. No, I stand by it. Nineteen twenty-three. Like oh yeah, yeah, no, that's twenty-three. That's nineteen twenty-three. That is really much funny. is. Uh, okay, you guys have aced the Eastern League. 
Uh, and, and we will wrap this up with Texas legal. Go for the perfect hat trick of 1923 versus 2023. Yeah, this is going to be Yay. harder because I don't know these teams as well. I do know these ones because I was, when we were talking about moving to Texas, I researched teams in the area. Because right. I'm like, I need a baseball team to root for other than the Rangers. Right, like, I got to have something. Yeah, so, so then I so this will a be a soft, Start this one with a softball. The Frisco Rough Riders. Uh, yeah, that's current. Good old Texas Rangers. Mm-hmm. The Midland Rockhounds. Current. Also correct. The Shreveport Gassers. 1923. 1923. Hilarious name, though. Yeah, no, that's mm-hmm. good. The Amarillo Sod Poodles. <laughs> current. <laughs> I love that name, too. It's so good. Also current. Yeah, uh, sod the, poodles is so good. I want like a sod poodles hat. Um, forty seven. The forty seven brand. You can buy the different hats from the minor leagues and the affiliates. Oh That's, wow, this is incredible! I got so many fun hats from them. Wow, wow, this is incredible. And if yep. they would like to sponsor our show, they are welcome to do so. Otherwise, please go to willitspen.com where we will be uh, reorganizing the site soon enough. And But for now, there is mm-hmm. stuff for sale. And uh, sure, go go over there. 47 uh, Brand should sponsor us just because of the amount of money I've spent with them alone. Uh, yeah, same. So should Arizona. Hello, Arizona Ice Tea. Or at least Arizona Ice Tea social media person. Respond to the DMs, please. <laughs> I have not sent any DMs. I've just openly, publicly tweeted an invitation that had been ignored repeatedly. Uh, <laughs> Alright, you got a couple more of these. The Galveston Sand Crabs. They are 1923. Yeah, I'm, I'm, not, gonna, I'm not gonna argue that. Okay. Uh, I do like the San Antonio Bears. 20. That is 23. Because they are now called the San Antonio Missions. Again, wow. Colleen has collected the bonus point. <laughs> I'm uh, sorry. Last I but told not you, least. man. I fell down a hole with these a couple years ago. Yeah. The Wichita Falls Sputters. That is 1923. Uh, that is a spectacular name, though. It yeah. needs to freaking be 2024, is what like, it needs to be. Come on. Yes. You got it. You got yeah, The Wichita. Well, I mean, the Wichita name isn't as bad. It's the Wichita Wind Surge, which is definitely not as good, but it's not the worst. It's a different place. That's oh, Wichita that's true. Atlantis is the Wind Surge. Oh, and then Wichita um, Falls. This is yeah. Wichita Falls, Texas. I stand by Which my statement. May or may not be. I, I I imagine that it's potato country. If they were naming their team the Sputters in 1923, I'd bet there are some potato ranches out in the. Uh, is that West that part Texas? Of Texas? I don't know where in where in Texas Wichita Falls is. Well, I'm gonna find out. I should know this. I should know this from work, but I don't. Um, I also mixed up Wichita, Kansas, and Wichita Falls at work, so. Hmm. Yeah. Wichita, Kansas is the one where Wichita State is with the uh, terrifying mascot of uh, anthropomorphic corn. Glad that the shockers. Not 
Glad that dude did not show up at that uh, city field. Uh, so which is uh, are there? In, <laughs> I still want to know. Are there no other in, New York mascots? Not really. Which is is where? It's in the North Yankees Texas, don't. The Rangers don't. Basically, between between Dallas and Oklahoma City, but slightly west. So almost on the Oklahoma border. Okay. Dirty, is it, you know, flat, crappie ground. I don't know. This is like the Kansas City, Kansas City debacle. <laughs> Kansas well, City, Missouri versus Kansas City, Kansas. Right. I need one of you to pick a new name. That's all the same city, really. It's just yeah. that the state line goes through it. That doesn't like make Bristol. it any less I need to get stupid. to Bristol. Looking forward to that. We didn't really talk brooms today uh, because talk more baseball um, because i was here and i don't know anything about vrooms and colleen doesn't doesn't do the vrooms colleen we've got to get you into the vrooms um okay i've been watching pro wrestling with my husband so clearly that is the natural step next step is watching the vrooms as opposed to pro wrestling or we can have a pro wrestling show on here but for now um... for the intersection of baseball twitter and pro wrestling twitter Rather large intersection. Here, here's, it your, is, actually. here's your copy, or you've copied this manifesto out of subscription to Monday Night or for some reason. <laughs> Love you.